ABCs, where we will be talking a little bit more about, of course, the wonderful Christmas album in the middle of spring. Uh, not not really, really sure. It doesn't feel like spring. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, up here in Maine, it doesn't make up its mind. You know, we go from hot to cold to hot to cold, so... It's going to be 32 degrees Fahrenheit It was tonight. snowing here the other day, so... <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. See, Mother Nature knew we'd be covering this song, and she was just having our backs. Thanks, Mother Nature. Awesome. <laughs> she said in her most sarcastic tone. Should we blame Tracy for the weather, then? <laughs> Let's blame Tracy. Tracy, That's it's right. your fault. Maybe Tracy should get through the intro. <laughs> You're going to really hate me when we hit one in the middle of the summer. Maybe Tracy should finish the intro. <laughs> So tonight we don't have Aaron. We do have with us Michelle. Hello. Welcome. And we have also with us tonight Blake Riley from a number of different podcasts on the Filling the Void podcast network. Yes, the boss is here. How you doing? <laughs> hey, boss. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm actually doing really good. It's, it's, I was joking around before we came on that I took a podcation and literally decided to do this show right in the middle of it. And then I'm we'll take another week off after this. <laughs> so. Well, we appreciate you taking taking your time out to do this with us. We totally do. Yeah, definitely. I, I love this show. I I'm, I I love this show before you guys came on. So I show since I found it. So thank you. It's great to have to have someone on that like really listens to the show and enjoys it. And you know, even though we tell bad jokes like the one I'm going to put at the end of the episode tonight, which was a major fail on my part. Um, <laughs> I hope I'm your favorite. I hope you listen in to tune in to me. People, for real, don't don't hope. skip the end of the show. Listen to the end of this because it's really really weird. Yeah, listen to the end, folks. You'll want to. Uh, if for no- nothing else than to see what a cornball I really can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you thought his puns were bad. Oh, yeah. Mill, Mill, don't listen after the end oh, yes. of the Everyone show. Everyone but Mill, listen. Yeah. Mill, you're not going to like it. Mill, you're going to want to throw your whatever you're listening to the podcast on through the window. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about Elf's Lament. Toiling through. Just making toys on garnished wages There's no union, we're only through when we outdo the competition From the holiday album, um, I forget the year right now 2000, but 2004. 2004 I want to say, oh, 2004 <laughs> And this song, which is weird because a lot of them were kind of co-written on this album This one is exclusively written by Ed But we have Michael Bublé Helping out. One of the interesting things, of course, was that Michael Bublé, yeah, Michael Bublé, was actually hosting the Junos this year when BNL got their their award. Yes. I actually didn't know that. There you go. So it was really kind of cool that they had. I don't know if they planned that on purpose, um, but it's really kind of I, when I noticed that I'm like, oh my goodness, that is a weird coincidence. 
we don't have Aaron this week, so we don't have the normal breakdown that we had for most of the other songs. So I did go on, go online and try to find out as much information as I could. Um, so the one thing I did find was that on TuneBat.com, they had a breakdown of the song a little bit. I don't know how trustworthy it is, and without Aaron to back it up, take it for what it's worth. Uh, but TuneBat.com said that this song was written in the key of D major, and it is 168 beats per minute. The, the beats per minute sounds about right compared to what Aaron's given us in the past. I don't know my keys and chords to save my life, though, so take that with a grain of salt. So what I did pick up on on this song, the lyrics to the song have one of the weirdest rhyming patterns I've heard out of any of their songs thus far. Within each verse, so before you hit the chorus, there's actually like three mini verses and each verse, there's an A-A-B-B-B-C rhyming schedule. So before you hit your chorus, you've got A-A-B-B-B-C, 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 and then it finally gets to the chorus. And it is the weirdest setup for lyrics that I've seen out of any of their songs. It's really interesting. I think so, too. I thought it was, I mean, it's definitely an Ed song, but I loved the Stephen and Ed combination on this song, the vocally, it just was so, mm. the live version was fantastic. To me, what made the song were the bongos. It just added that driving beat that just gave it a sense of urgency, which I thought added an interesting flavor to the song. I I thought it was pretty cool. I actually, on the live version? Yeah. Yeah, you have Santa playing in the live version. I was going to say, I actually saw um, this performed live, this song performed live once. I went to the um, Bare Naked for the Holidays tour nice. at, in New York at yes. the Beacon Theater. And they actually had like a comedian who was like doing opening acts do the Michael Bublé part, which was really, really cool. You know, so that was fun. Oh. Yeah. So That is interesting. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find his name. I think it was Sean Cullen. Sean Cullen did the Michael Bublé oh, part. Oh, they had Sean Cullen doing it? Yes. That was fun. I just looked it so up on set, set list. So. so if you haven't seen Sean Cullen, he is one of the three members of Ju- Corky and the Juice Pigs who Bare Naked Ladies originally toured with. Well, Ed and Steve originally toured with through Canada when they first joined together. And by the way, anyone who loves Bare Naked Ladies should definitely go out and listen to Corky and the Juice Pigs. Their pants album is absolutely hilarious. And one of the great things is that you actually get to hear Jim, or not Jim, you actually get to hear Kevin, before he joins Bare Naked Ladies, playing with Corky and the Juice Pigs, playing keyboards on the back of that album. Cool. That's pretty cool. They are a comedy group that sings, and at the time, Bare Naked Ladies was a singing comedy. So they kind of blended and switched off, and Bare Naked Ladies was their opening act. That's really, really cool. That's cool. Yeah. I don't have a ton on the music of the song, but I love the lyrics oh, I, of the song. Let me say something, actually, about this song for me. And my this key. is one of my favorite Christmas songs of the last, like, 10 years. It's like 15 years. I, I love this song so much. It's in my rotation, like, every single year. It drives my wife crazy, but this is, like, <laughs> I put this in the middle of all my playlists every year. So... <laughs> It's so interesting. They rotate who's singing throughout this song. 
it starts with Stephen, then Ed. And then the next verse, they have Michael Buble and then Stephen. And then after that, they have on the next one, Ed, then Michael Buble. So they keep it going in the, in the three order. But so as I had mentioned before, like in each verse, they have the three different mini verses. And each of the, so it would be for the first verse, you have Stephen, then Ed, and then Stephen and Ed take the third one. And then on the next set of verses, you have Michael and then Stephen, and then Michael and Stephen sing the third verse, or third mini stanza. And then again for the third. And it's really interesting the way they mix and blend those harmonies and everyone kind of being in there. I definitely agree. Indeed. It's such an interesting spin on things, and it feels like it's such a political song, even though it's kind of a funny song. And it makes me think of... Hermie. What's his face? The elf that's a dentist in... Uh, Hermie, yeah. Um, the Christmas... <laughs> Hermie, yeah. What's his name with the abominable snowman? Hermie. Hermie, the dentist. It makes me think <laughs> I want to like, be a dentist. Yeah, it makes me think of him and that whole crew and like they're singing it. And, and there's kind of a frantic pace to it, which it's not a frantic song, but it's driven and it's serious. Like it's... It's deadly serious from the elf's point of view. <laughs> and just the play on words is so Ed, and I just love it. It's it's a great song. I would listen to this even if it's not Christmas. They have some of the greatest rhymes in here and and choice of words. So like at one point they have a rhyme for your friends mm-hmm. your friends wanna know, and they rhyme that with gizmos. Yes. Which, that is just amazing that they're like, let's ha- find a way to make that work. They make the rhymes work, no matter what, in this song. And that, to me, is very Ed. He makes it work. He plays with the words and fits them in in ways that you wouldn't expect. And it doesn't feel pushed. You know what this is a lot like? Have you ever watched a behind-the-scenes of, like, a Lamar Miranda where he'll sit there and try to, like, almost like have a thesaurus in front of him, trying to make sure he matches up words and make sure they all make sense before he even starts singing a song? That's a, I can just see that being a session for a song like this. Like, what rhymes? What rhymes? What makes sense? And that's what I almost feel like this is what it's like here. Mm. Yeah. And they throw in words that you would never, like, a lot of people don't go around and use, like, aspirations. And then, you know, what? oh, let's match that with imaginations. Like, holy cow. Like, like imagination's a normal word, but aspirations is not one of your, like, normal everyday words. And yet there it is. And there's nothing about this song that doesn't work. Nothing feels forced in this song. Mm. Right. Exactly. Not like another postcard that just feels painfully... <laughs> um, painfully pieced together. Sorry, you guys. That, I just, I couldn't not mention it. This is natural. This is a natural outpouring. Another postcard is just this duct tape together forced song. And it's just, you wait till we hit one week. Oh my god! I have no problem with one week. One week is great. I love the fact that we'll we'll get to it. How come? Like it feels like every other week on the show, you find a way to insult another postcard. Like every other week. (laughs) I can't help it. I'm vengeful that way. I hold a grudge, and it's It's once it's in in there, it's not coming out. It's not that bad of a song. I could totally change my mind and love. 
I could love another postcard and I would never admit it now at this point. It's just always, it's always going to be on my shit list. Hysterical. my language. You're going to have to own up to that. that If Ed ever comes on the show, you're going to have to own up to that. I'm going to question him about it. I'm going to get the behind the scenes story. We're going to have to have a one segment or one episode just on me grilling Ed about another postcard. <laughs> so if people have not heard this song yet, uh, first of all, why didn't you listen earlier when we, when we did a snippet of it? But second of all, if you haven't heard the whole thing through and through, I highly in, encourage you to go out. I don't care if, if you don't like Christmas songs. This is one of those songs that I think you need to go out and listen to. You can listen to this song any time of the year. Yes, the topic is around Christmas, but really, it's it's great. It's great for anything. It really is. It's not your it's not your traditional Christmas. I will song. say no, but it does sound very Christmassy, and that's one of the things I like. About I will it. say, I, right? I will say something right. here. I hate listening to Christmas music, <laughs> not Christmas time. Just being completely honest. But when Tracy asked me to do this show, I'm like. It's elf cement. I have to. Like, I have to do it. I don't, this is the only exception to the rule. Like, it's, it's perfect for this conversation. And I had to listen. So I listened to this song like 10 times this week. And there was not a time that I was like, oh, I am tired of listening to this song. It's a great song. It's a great. This is one of those songs that throughout the week I had to stop myself from singing with it. I know all the words. I know every note. Well. My, my kids might disagree with that last part. <laughs> but I will sing with this song every single time. And so I'm sitting there trying to listen to all the different notes and all the different uh, harmonies and all the different instruments in this. And I could not hold myself back from singing with this song. It is so catchy. It's totally catchy. And it's the, the first note I wrote when I was listening to it was Ed plus Steve equals heart. That was my, that like, it's it's got that rich, um, blended vocal quality that I just love from the two of them. And a driving song with interesting lyrics that tell a story that suck you in that you don't expect. It's, it's a perfect BNL song. If you want, like, this is what BNL is to me, this song. You know what's funny? I don't understand, though, how a song like this doesn't, like, get airplay during Christmas time. It doesn't get airplay, and I don't know why. No. Like, like the only song by Barry Nicolini's Christmas that gets airplay, I think, is God Bless Me, Junior Gentleman. And this one should. This Over. is such a great yes. song. It doesn't get any love, and I don't know why. And it's one of their great originals. Like, how many times are we looking for an original song out there for Christmas music where we're not going to hear the same rendition or the or a different rendition of the same exact song we've heard a million times before. This honestly, if I I think if they played it on the radio, could be a Christmas classic because it is a different story than any other song. You no, know, I was just thinking. I I was just thinking. Um, I was watching on Screen Junkie. They do honest trailers, and last Christmas season they did Elf, and they said when they did Elf, they have never. That was the last original really great christmas classic and i feel like this song could have been just like that if it actually got played on the radio when it first came out it could have been an original christmas classic that we all want i agree yes 
We need to start a movement. (laughs) And maybe you'll see some improvement. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) I'll take all my Another Postcard Rage and channel it into this song and getting this song played on the radio. We should. should. I'll, I'll use... I'll use there my rage go. for good. We should all reach out to our radio stations and just start this huge movement at Christmas time. Request this all over the yes. place. Yes. And it's such a great story. I would love, honestly, to see this small two-minute, three-minute song taken and made into a movie. Or like a 22-minute short. It would be a really interesting you movie. Make it like, like, like they made... They should do a claymation. Like they did Rudolph and Frosty kind of thing. You made that into, into a short. Why not? Yes. I want to see a claymation version of this. A 30-minute claymation with Hermie. They could go to the Island of Misfit Toys. They can have like a... They can have... They can form a union and go to the Island of Misfit Toys. The lion can be the union leader and they can overthrow Santa's village. Wow. I think you... I want to copyright that. It's totally happening. Santa has to give in. You have to copyright that because that was amazing. Who's with me? Thank you. That's right. If anybody is going to take that idea, I'm going to come after you because <laughs> this is my idea and I'm on fire. So, yeah. anyways, as I was saying before, before I pull this way off topic again. So, if you haven't heard this song before, this song is about well, it's about the elves that work for Santa that they are basically wanting to revolt and unionize and. They don't feel like they're being treated nicely by Santa Claus and, and getting a uh, fair deal. And so they're ready to, to take it to Santa and say, we're done. Treat us nice or, or we're, we're done. And then you, what are you going to do for Christmas? Uh, Santa will collapse without the elves. So he better freaking pay attention to their demands. And there's nothing nice from these elves. Like they, It's like they're trying to be nice, but they're being... They're being Angry Canadians, because <laughs> it's that passive aggressiveness that's kind of underneath all of it, where they're just like they'll call him a fat man. They're just going along they're like the fat man, or they'll say, "Well, that silly red hat." <laughs> they just like to like every now and then they'll throw out these little attacks on him. Rightly so, he's a glory hog. Santa's the glory hog. <laughs> that's something I've never heard. That's fantastic. <laughs> I find that tough to swallow. That's fantastic, Sorry. though. Wasn't that the whole like? I'm just wild. Half the story oh, of Rudolph oh. that he can't do anything without the reindeer anyway. Like that's half the story of Rudolph. <laughs> Santa gets all the glory and totally relies on everybody else and treats Rudolph like shit for the whole thing until suddenly he needs something, which is Rudolph <laughs> guiding him through the storm. Until then, he has no interest. Like, what the hell, Santa? Like, I think we need a new podcast where we give Michelle a movie and we just let her do a synopsis of that movie. I tear it to pieces. I got, I got, I got to put an open slot for the lineup. Have fun. I should TV up with my brother-in-law. Your honest you know trailers. I should TV up with my brother-in-law. It'd be so entertaining. Because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to be in a certain mood like tonight. Apparently, <laughs> too much coffee, not enough chocolate, slightly tired, and go, go. Oh man! 
Now, there is a fan-made video out there. Is it claymation? It's all right. It's, um, it's, it's I don't want to say it's claymation. I, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a cartoon, but it's done on, By like, the way, Adobe. did you notice that joke went over Tracy's head? Like, it's only over his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just. You had me at claymation. Thank you. <laughs> I was going for a callback. I really was. Oh. <laughs> He's never going to invite me on again. I am never going to live that down. He's never going to call me on the show again. <laughs> no, I'm I'm the whipping boy of the show. I know that. It's been a long time. Bobby hasn't been on for quite some time. So I don't have a lot more to say about this song other than I really love it. I would say that it's probably yeah. one of best Ed's best songs that he's written. It's so Ed. It's so perfectly Ed, and I love I, it. I, you know what I'm curious about? Because it's shame we didn't have Aaron here. I know he's not usually high on the holiday songs, and I'd love to know his opinion on this because this is typically not right. a typical holiday song. So I'd love to know his, what he thought. I bet he likes it. I'm going to speak for Aaron and say that he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be so bold as to give it his score because I don't know, but I bet he digs it. He probably will, but he's going to have to give us his review by the end of the year, because otherwise I'm going to make him give a review for all the ones he's missed, so. <laughs> so between now and then, I hope he catches up a little bit. And for each one that he has to do, I'll do another piece of another postcard and why I disdain, my disdain. Like, just one little sliver. I'll take each line and tell you why. Tracy, this is how you get your weeks off later in the year. You just do this. <laughs> should we do ratings sure so there was a line in this song that just stuck out to me and it cracked me up and it has no relation to my love of the song but we're gonna go for ratings we're gonna choose how many crappy little gizmos we give this song It just seemed to to suit. And Blake, since you listen, you know this. we rate from one to five, one being the lowest, another postcard, five being the highest. Um, So let's start with you as as the guest. How many crappy little gizmos do you give this song on a scale of one to five? You know, it's interesting because I think when I was last on, it was Break Your Heart. And I know I think I threw a four out there for Break Your Heart. And that's one of my, I love that song. And all seriousness, this song is, for me, one of my all-time, like I said at the beginning, one of my all-time favorite Christmas songs. Like, period. Love this song. As far as Bernicket Ladies, though, I can't put it, like, at the one week, if I had a million dollars level. I just can't do that. That's where my fives are. Can't go that high. So, what I'm going to go at, I'm going to go in five, if that works. Here, that's I, nice. I love this song, and I'm going to throw it there. Excellent. Tracy. How many crappy little gizmos do you give this song? I almost feel like this should be an auto, an automatic like reverse rating because we're giving crappy gizmos. Oh right, but we can't because that will screw up everything. everything yeah. That will mess up the whole de- the the page. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see what else we have for Christmas songs up here, and there's nothing up here that's going to compete from what I'm seeing. No. Um, so. This is, in terms of Christmas songs, this is one of the ones that is, well, no, it is my highest rating for a Christmas song on this whole album. It is unique, funny, clever. The music is extremely catchy, upbeat. It sounds Christmassy. 
but it's just enough not Christmassy that I can listen to it throughout the year if I wanted to. Um, I never turn it off. I don't care what time of the year it is. I will still listen to this song. I hate to do this because I also know what else is up there at the same level. But as a Christmas song, I have to put it up there. Five. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I'm choking on my own. I did not see that I coming. I am shocked. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm choking. I can't even. Um, I honor your score. I'm not going to question <laughs> that. Wow. I'm just shocked. I'm not shocked, I guess. I don't know. I have to process. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, my rating for this score, I gave, I again, love this score. I almost went a little bit higher, but I felt like where I'm at, I'm good. When we do our score adjustments at the end of the year, I may move this up a little higher because it's damn good. Um, but I give this score of a 4.25. So Respect. even though I'm the lowest in this group, I love it. It's a great song. And I, kind of feel like I want to move it up. <laughs> you just feel bad because I came in such a high score. <laughs> well, and when I heard Blake's score, I was like, oh, I should have given it that. <laughs> Is it too late? Is it too late to change? Can I change my score? No, uh-huh. no, you can. So I'm, I'm going to be right on point with Blake and give it a 4.5 because it's good. I love this song. So Yeah, like, um, it's respectable. It's in the fours. I mean, that's... It's got the energy of what I'm looking for when I listen to the Bare Naked Ladies. If it's not going to be one of Stephen's gut-wrenching, rip-your-heart-out songs, it's this is the second thing that I want from the Bare Naked Ladies, which is the wordplay, the energy, the great vocals. It's got it all. So. Well, and the other thing that we didn't... we meant, I mentioned it quickly in passing, but we never really came back to, is the amazing, gorgeous three-part harmonies that are in the middle of the yes. song for the first... <gasps> I make toys, but I've got aspirations. Make some noise, use your imagination. Girls and boys, before you wish for what you wish for, there's a list for who's been naughty or nice, but consider the price to it. It makes you just, the notes that they picked are absolutely beautiful. You can pick any note in that harmony and still have fun with it. Exactly. And Michael, I never knew how much I wanted Michael Bublé on a Bare Naked Ladies song until I heard this song. And then it makes perfect it sense. It really does. And then yeah. you're like, oh, this. His, this. Velvety, his velvety voice mixed in with theirs. It's it, perfect. It's just a perfect mix. Um, so as it stands right now... Um, the song is at a 4.67 with w- without Aaron, and that puts it right below conventional. Wow. Which I think is perfect. I think that's perfect. We'll see yep. how Aaron skews the score, and that's okay. <laughs> um, he brings it down or brings it up, but it's right there with Deck the Stills, too. And, and Deck, the sk- Deck the Stills. So it's it's right up there, and I think it deserves to be. So. Yeah. Hot damn. Which I also gave that a five, and I looked at that, and I'm like, yes, that that is right there. It, this song, to me, is on par with that song. This is what I wish this whole... Those two songs are what the, I wish this whole album was. There, there are other songs on this album that just bottom it out for me, and we'll see the... <laughs> 
like it's going to come out to be a good album in the end um, for me, but there are some that really are going to drag the bottom on this one. There are certain songs that don't deserve to live. <laughs> I would we'll like to see say. them be original with all the songs. Yeah. And, and just have fun with them like they did with this. And if the whole album was this, I would be listening to it all year long. Right. Right. Agreed. And so speaking of the appearance for this week, the appearance for this week is the live version with Santa oh, playing the box. Watch it. Listen to it. Embrace <laughs> it. Love it. It's so good. It is. It, there are some live versions that aren't worth watching and listening to. This mm. is one that is totally worth watching. Watch it. It's totally... I don't know what it is, Blake. I'm not usually this outspoken, Maybe it's me. I don't think. Maybe it's me. <laughs> um, so I appreciate you being on the episode and sharing in this with me. I'm excited. I will say something real fast. You know what the, the video reminded me of? Have you ever seen the Oak Ridge Boys Santa song music video from the live? I thought that reminded me of. Like, <laughs> yes. The Oak Ridge Boys. Holy moly. A Santa song. Santa song was like a family favorite. So that's one of those songs that I always, I always look up on Christmas yes. time. Their live version on PBS. That's what that reminded me of. With Santa coming yes. across the stage oh and going God. crazy and having a whole good time. Yes. So, there you go. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. I love that. So, Blake, where can people find you? Let me take a breath. And here we go. <laughs> all right. First of all, um, obviously, we are all a part of the Fill in the Void Podcast Network, which I took over back in April and... We're, we keep growing. Like every time I'm talking to people, we're adding shows. Like we have a lot of stuff happening and changing and adding and adding, which is fun. As we're recording this, actually, I just got the first episode of a new did TV show that's going up. So that's pretty cool. Sweet. So as we're recording this, so we are getting new shows like literally every week. Um, that's number one. Number two, you can hear me on the Blanket Style Show every single Friday. It comes out every Friday. I also have D5, The Mighty Ducks, which Tracy and Aaron are both on this first season. And we talk about The Mighty Ducks. Five, As a matter of yeah. fact, just to interrupt you real quick, Blake, Aaron was on last week's show as of this airing. Yes. Nice. Yes. And um, we talk about The Mighty Ducks five minutes at a time. We talk about the first movie. Also, and I'm, I'm going to break some news here. Ooh. Break some news on your show. And... um. I can't give full details, but the Blake and Sal show, um, Blair's Retrocast, one of my other shows, and Clerks Minute Beyond, and one other show that I can't mention because it's not official, will be live at the Wisconsin Comic Convention at the end of June. Wow. We are doing shows. The first time ever. We were doing straight up panels at the Wisconsin Comic Con. Like at the end of June, I can't give any other details away. I'm not allowed, but I'm, I'm trying to get this out to as many people as know <laughs> what's going on. Like it's a very big deal. We we've never done this before, so it's really really a lot of fun. I've been podcasting for six years. This is my first ever live show, so this is this is going to be awesome. Oh so, man, that's excellent. Like I've already booked a special guest for the Blake and Sal show. And we're, we got like we have like a late night time slot for Clerks Minute, which is really really cool. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, and my son is going to be podcasting with me soon, and he's doing a show with me too. So there's a lot going on. Yes, my son, wow. my eleven year old, my soon to be eleven year old son really is going to be stepping in front of a microphone soon, like sometime in May, 
and doing shows with me, month, monthly show with me. So that's wow. a big deal. So <laughs> a lot going on for me. That yes. is a huge deal. <laughs> that is a full podcast you'll, plate. You'll have three generations mm-hmm. so, going. A lot there. going on in my world. Like I, I joked with my um, with one of my buddies earlier because we're talking about comic book conventions. That I'm getting them into Wizard World in Philly. I'm in, I'm in the Wizard World, and we're talking. He's like, "Do you ever take a break?" I'm like, "I love this stuff. This is this is like my favorite <laughs> thing to do. Like it goes like." My wife and my son and my podcast life are literally my two favorite things in the world. Like, that is the truth. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and I will say, as the network director, I am so happy to have you guys on board. Oh, thank so, you. It's, it's, oh, thank I, you. I'm just to be honest with you. A We're lot happy of people, to be on. I, I have a lot of shows that aren't, that can, we, that come on, they're consistent, consistent. You guys and, like, the All About the Month Disney podcast are most consistent shows on our network. By far, the most consistent and entertaining shows we have, and I love you guys. So, thank you. Well, thank you We're very happy much. to be here. Yes, so, there you go. All my plugs are good. And I have to say, this is one of my fun fun times of the week. I look forward to doing this every single week. So, that is all my plugs. You can wrap up. <laughs> well, I, ha- I had my, my wrap up written in a different way, so I'm trying to figure it out. Hold on one second. <laughs> Anyone who listens to the to the end credits will understand how I had this up, written in a very different please way. Listen, please listen. <laughs> you know what? Just for the hell of it, I am going to go back to the oh, other no. thing and throw everyone. This will make everyone have to listen oh, to the no. other part because I can't rewrite this ending for this really bad pun. So I'm just going to switch over to the other voice <laughs> and do the ending here. So... It, just to give a little backstory, I'm an elf. <laughs> you know where they can find me? They can find me giving Santa a really hard time. We will break the fat man. I really think that this year is the year that he will give in to our demands. Papa Noel, if he is not careful, is about to make a big mistake. And if he's not careful, then he is going to be very disappointed on Christmas Eve night when he finds no presents are ready for him. If that happens, I estimate it will take him a year to believe that it's over. It'll take him two more to get over the loss. (laughs) And then he'll cave to our demands. So humans, get yourself ready for three really hard winters. Oh, by the way, I have a friend who works over in the mail department. You know what she says to me every November when the mail really starts to come in? What? I can't believe... I can't believe it when they write him these letters. <laughs> I just can't believe it. We used to date, you know. She blamed me for the breakup. You know, I can still remember the taste of her lip gloss. Oh, my. <laughs> so I hope both those stories helped you to ease you into next week. I still don't know what the song is for next week, though. It, it looks like some kind of code or something. Michelle, do you understand this code? Yeah, I think think I know exactly what song we're going to be doing next week from those lyrics. I'm guessing it's Enid. Yes. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I almost, and there was just no way to rewrite that. No. I, had a, I almost want to apologize to people for that. <laughs> They'll enjoy the um, outtakes because of that. Oh, yes. Now oh, it'll no. make a little more sense. Oh, no, it'll probably make just as little sense as that did. (laughs) That's okay. That's the actor in me, not the writer, obviously. (laughs) So thank you 
for joining us today, Blake. Thank you, Blake. It was, it was, a lot was of so fun. good to have you here. Thank you for having me on. This is a lot of fun. And join us next week for Enid. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Naughty or nice, but consider the price. Naughty or nice, but consider the price. Naughty or nice, but consider the price to an elf. Welcome to the Bare Naked Bare Naked? Tracy did not tell me that this had anything to do with nudity. I cannot. Well, at least we're not. We're not recording this. Okay. Well, welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs. Tracy is taking a week off, so he has asked me to step in. He told me that no one would notice the difference between our voices, but personally, I think mine is a little bit deeper. My name is Samuel Chavez. What? Were you expecting some elvish pun? One, names are not funny. Two, that is something that Tracy does. And three, I changed my name when I came of age. It is a homage to the great human union leaders. But more on that later. Right now, I need to introduce to you the two humans who will be humans explaining to me why this is a good song. So I guess it is my honor. Are, are you still there, Blake? Okay. It is my honor to introduce to you the two humans who will be human explaining to me why this is a good song. So I guess it is my honor to have Michelle joining us. Hello. And also from some podcasts where they talk about people who are standing around talking about mundane things with lots of swears involved. We have Blake Riley. Hi. Thanks for... Thanks for having me on the show. This is really a lot of fun. Like, why doesn't your name have some silly human pun in it? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't think about coming on. Can, can you explain that to me? I mean, well, why isn't your name something that is meant to make us elves laugh hilariously at your expense? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly do not know. Well, anyways, we're here tonight to talk about the song Elves Lament. From the holiday album from Bare Naked Ladies, of course. It was written by Ed Robertson, and I personally helped to write him write this song with him. Um, he came up to the North Pole. We knew that he were gonna he was gonna write this Bare Naked Ladies album in order to it, the holiday album, so we invited him up. And so so we asked him to come up. And when Santa was looking the other way, I grabbed Ed and I pulled him aside and I told him about our problems that we were having up there. And knowing that he's the big political rights person that he is, he agreed to write this wonderful song about our problems as elves. Interesting. I didn't know that. So we, we should probably take a moment and talk a little bit about this song. But I was reading through here and you don't have Aaron this week? We don't. He's... Um off doing some human rights work. Ugh. Well, I guess we're just going to have to break down this song as much as we can. I am i don't know anything about music. Tracy had told me nothing that I would have to do anything with this. Blake, do you know anything about music? I, I, I definitely am not as good as Aaron is. But I can't tell you. No, I can't. Uh. I can't even do it. <laughs> I can't do what Aaron does. He, 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 there are times, I'll admit... He goes off on these tangents that I feel like I'm back in music. Like, it's crazy. All right, I'm going to pause right here. I get the feeling that this is not working. 
This is a bad, bad joke. No, the voice isn't working. <laughs> no. And I'm okay with that. Wow. Not all all jokes can you work. Tried something. Put that in post. Put that in like post at blooper reel. That was. <laughs> that, <laughs> okay, I'll put it in the blooper was. reel afterwards. All right, I'm gonna go back. And start people can see how bad quick. that was. <laughs> the awkward <laughs> silence as no one thinks it's funny. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.